Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 1965, America is in turmoil, unprecedented introspection, questioning of social norms, royal the country. Prabhupad is an unassuming 70-year-old Swami from India. He arrives in New York City alone and without the support of money or anybody. He he really doesn't know anybody. He carries only the ancient scriptures he has translated. And in this film, this wonderful documentary called Hare Krishna, the mantra, the movement, and the Swami who started it, it all is a wonderful journey, at least very much so, about uh, sort of memory lane as to the uh, origins of Hare Krishna in America, as well as all of these side stories about the people that were impacted by it, and by some very famous friends of Hare Krishna, uh, including an ex-Beatle. We're going to get into all that with the co- one of the co-directors of this film, and that would be Lauren Ross. Lauren, welcome to Film School. Thanks so much, Mike. Great to be here. Thank you. Now, if there's anything about that introduction that needs clarification or, or um, you know, correction, please let me know. You know, in your own words, is, is that what the film is about? No, I think you did a really great job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's definitely about the story of Prabhupada and this extraordinary adventure he had coming to America at a time of great revolution in the country and a lot of people seeking different sorts of answers and looking around at the world and just not liking what they saw, you know, dissatisfied by the politics, by the ideas of that age. And it feels like we're at a very similar time, actually, in our own history at the moment. And that's why we feel like this film is really relevant for people. And let's also acknowledge your co-directors and uh, help me. Is it John Greiser? Yes, John and Jane Greiser. Greiser. And they also co-directed as well as you were, in addition to being one of the co-directors, you were a producer and editor. Um, well, it's a, again, it's, it's a wonderful kind of, um, for a lot of people, you know, and you get into this in the film, there's a sort of a character of what, the, what this spiritual movement is about. Uh, and it often in a, portrayed in a very comedic way. But uh, having seen the film now, and I and people are aware of Hare Krishna, maybe they don't even know the the sort of the the cultural residue around it, but they understand so they know something about it, but don't know, don't know really much detail. So for someone who isn't familiar with it, how would you characterize Hare Krishna? Well, Hare Krishna is a movement that Prabhupada brought over to the West. Um, he's, he was a 70-year-old Indian Swami, a holy teacher, brought over from to the West uh, about 50 years ago and introduced it. It's a movement which involves vegetarianism, meditation, uh, bhakti yoga, which is uh, devotional yoga, so spiritualizing one's life. Um, but this is not a new movement. This uh, movement has been going on in India for thousands of years and is based in the holy scriptures of the Bhagavad Gita that were written thousands of years ago. So he really was just introducing this ancient wisdom, ancient yoga practice that's been 
that's going on in India for thousands of years to the West. And it's very much characterized the movement by mantra meditation, chanting, or kirtan. And that chanting can be done out in the streets, as most people have seen the Hare Krishnas. <laughs> they're out in the streets. Yes, they're very they visible. And they chant this mantra, Hare Krishna. And the idea is that it's to share love with everyone and share spiritual life with everyone. But then that mantra can also be practiced in one's daily life by oneself in meditation, and it's a way of just connecting. So, talk to us a little bit about Prabhubhat. I swear, like I said, I promise you I, prom- I practiced. But, uh, so let's get on with, with describing sort of his background. And uh, in terms of, you know, he, you, you mentioned he came to America at the age of 70 with no resources, but he has a, he had a background and, and, and the, the teachings that include Mahat Gandhi and others. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, he was actually a law student in Calcutta in British colonial um, India back in his 20s and um wasn't necessarily seeking a spiritual path at that time, so to speak. He grew up in a very, you know, uh, spiritual household, I suppose. His parents were quite pious Hindus. Um, and he was, uh, like, a strong Gandhian. He was a revolutionary. He was a protester. And he was thinking, okay, you know, we need political change for India, who was repressed by the British government at that time. Um, we need political change for there to be real, you know, make a difference in our country. And when he met his spiritual teacher in 1922, his spiritual teacher said, actually, you know, these political movements are temporary. What we really need is a change of heart, a spiritual revolution. And once we have that, we can really address the problems of the world. If people want to find out more about the film, um, the mm-hmm. link that I have is just what I, harikrishnathefilm.com. Yes. And is that right? So yeah. people want to find out more. And in terms of the screening of the film, it's opening here in Los Angeles on the 23rd uh, in Los Angeles, the Lemley Monica um, are you in town for uh, any any of the Q&As or any of the screenings? Yes, I am. So, uh, yeah, opening night is tonight, and I will be there along with uh, John and Jean Greiser, and we'll be doing a Q&A tonight and tomorrow night for the um, 7.30 showing, I believe it is, at the Lamley Fantastic. Monica. Fantastic. What's this experience been like for you as as a, a filmmaker? And I don't know what level of... Of following you are, if if at all, in terms of uh, Hare Krishna. But what's it been like for you as a filmmaker uh, to sort of travel this road, uh, getting to know the teachings of the Swami? Yeah, it's been a really unique experience, actually. Um, so often as, uh, you know, working filmmaker, you find yourself doing projects that maybe don't have so much meaning. And uh, for myself, I had before I came on this project, I'd been interested in a bit of yoga and meditation, but I, I really didn't know much about uh, Prabhupada or his movement in the details. Um, and it was amazing experience to be with Prabhupada and uh, hear his voice on and off for yeah. a couple of years. And um, he's he's really got a special uh, special 
Shakti, you could say, or power, or uh, he's he's um, he draws you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's 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 funny um, that he. You know, he was a 70-year-old man when he came, yet he related to so many people and inspired so many people. So I was myself definitely inspired by his story and how he overcame so many challenges um, to bring his message to the world. Well, let's get into the film. Excuse me, as we said, he arrived in America in 1965. Uh, there was a lot of, un- I'd say unrest, but there's a lot of social changes. A lot of things were going on politically, socially, all kinds of different yeah, areas, sure. civil rights, etc. Uh, and he comes to the, the, he lands in New York and, and he, he finds his way to um, a, a storefront through the help of some friends. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's a very, it, again, to see the footage and to see him interact with mostly young people. But uh, to see him interact with these different people, and also in the film we have people <clears throat> giving testimonials to their their lives in as part of the spiritual movement and what it's meant for them and what it's meant to you know to the people around them. <clears throat> it was a time when people seemed very open to to acceptance of new things, things they had never really experienced before. Um, was that? something that you had expected to find out when you made this film or is there anything you'd add to that perspective yeah i i guess um everyone knows a lot about the hippie movement i suppose but um no one knows like you said so much about this kind of movement towards eastern spiritualism um back in the day that the hippies were not only just taking drugs and doing the whole sex rock and roll, but there were some real sincere seekers. It was a revolutionary time, and people were really going far out and doing things to really seek questions. Um, You know, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? Am I just meant to have a couple of kids, get a job, and live my life and then die? There must be more meaning to it. So there were people turning towards these ancient wisdom traditions, whether it's from the East or whether it was from Native American culture, um, because they could see here are these cultures where people have been practicing these ancient techniques for so many years and seeing results and finding lasting happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people could see in Prabhupada. He's someone who's really experiencing a happiness that I've never had any access to. And what's he doing and how can I how can I get some for myself, I guess, and then how can I share it with others? And that was Prabhupada's message. If you find happiness you must share it with others. Um, yeah. In the film yeah. that's just, that's you hear that right away in the film. He, what is the you know underlying kind of un, un you know, message that he's trying to convey, and it is happiness, which is, mm. it almost sounds, it almost sounds, I wouldn't, it doesn't, it's more than naive, that doesn't sound, it doesn't even sound naive, it sounds uh, fantastical in a way, it's simple <laughs> but fantastical in a way that makes it, you know, but at the same time, why not, right? You're, when you're, I'm watching the film, and it it, it has that sort of fe- vibe in this very cynical world we live in to, to say, oh, come on. But you also have to really ask your, yourself that question. What, what harm is there in asking yourself the question, why can't I be happy? Why, what, are the, what are the impediments? What are the barriers to, between me and finding happiness? 
And yeah, I mean, I think, like it or not, that's what it seems the whole world is searching for, ultimately. Everything's geared towards what's going to make me happy. Yeah. Um, and Prabhupada really emphasized that, you know, uh, for analogy, he would like, you know, yes, you can make a meal for yourself and be happy with the meal, but if you make a meal for your others, for your friends, for your family, there's so much more joy in that because you're sharing it. And um, he really emphasized take the journey inward to find that happiness. But once you've sort of cultivated that, really share it because it'll just, it'll multiply. Now, I had in some ways forgotten the extent to which um, one of the most popular, well-known musicians in the entire world had embraced the Hare Krishna um, in in their lives. And I really, until it, it hit me while I'm watching the documentary, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think what, what sort of throws you off in, in that, at least from my memory, is George Harrison records a song called My Sweet Lord. Now, that's yeah. not generally associated with Eastern philosophy, but listening to the song again anew for uh, after many many years, oh yeah, <laughs> he talks about he's talking about Hare Krishna a lot in the in that song. You know, I showed yeah. that there's a there's obviously I was like oh oh my gosh yes I've heard that song how many times hundreds of times probably oh yeah <laughs> it's Hare Krishna. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 I don't know if you had any kind of a reaction like that because I grew up at the time when that song was just mega popular. But it, it it's, yeah, I, I, it was a revelation, shall we say? Watching the film anew, that it was like, oh, so has anyone else ever acted that way in in that in terms of like hearing it differently now because of the film? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I didn't connect the dots myself before coming on the film. Like, oh, actually, <laughs> he's chanting Hare Krishna <laughs> in the song. I mean, that was his biggest hit. Yeah. And it was so funny that it was it was really inspired by by meeting Prabhupada. I know that George was also, um, you know, following teachings of Yogananda at the time. So he was really seeking in the sort of Eastern spiritual field. But I know that, yeah, when he made friends with um, the devotees of the Hare Krishna devotees in London back in the late 60s, early 70s, I think it really really transformed things. He was at a time in his life where he, you know, the Beatles were kind of breaking up and he was looking for alternatives. And um, I think spiritual life was really attractive to him and he was very serious about it. He was uh, he was actually a devotee of Krishna his whole life. Um, I know when he passed away, uh, they were chanting Hare Krishna at his bedside and his ashes were, were scattered at a very holy river in India. So he was very serious about about spirituality and it's it's so nice to hear that i i remember hearing about george's story and being like so inspired like wow george harrison was interested in all this that's so cool yeah yeah no i i really it really kind of i say shock's too strong a word but it just it hit me in a i heard it in a very different way watching your film and i and uh it it's it, it yeah, he was a seeker, a man who had it all, who had all the wealth you could imagine, all the fame and fortune anyone has ever had, and he yeah. and he sought out something that he thought would would actually lead to a to a higher plane of happiness for himself, and that's a testament to for people who are looking who are on that journey to to continue to pursue that and and, and yeah. 
Yeah, I think he really recognized that happiness doesn't lie in these material things. Like, that's why he wrote, you know, that a whole album, Living in the Material World, yeah, and, yeah. you know, that these material things are temporary. And, yes, they can bring you some temporary happiness, but ultimately they don't satisfy the soul. They don't quite hit the sweet spot. Right. So you've got to feed the soul. <laughs> right. Well, um, I... We're unfortunately running out of time, and I don't think I've mentioned the name often enough. We're speaking with Lauren Ross. She is the director of the film Hare Krishna, the mantra, the movement, and the Swami who started it all. You, as well as John Greiser and Jean Greiser. Prabhupada is the Swami from from India who, who brought this tradition, this spiritual tradition, to America. It's a wonderful film, and as we mentioned, uh, you're going to be at the Lemley Monica tonight as well yep. as Gene and John Greiser will be there. Lemley at the 7.30 screening for a Q&A, and as well as tomorrow night for a Q&A. And you can go and find out more about the film at HariKrishnaTheFilm.com. And uh, check this out. I, I really enjoyed spending time with everyone in the film. I, and uh, it, it's, a, it's wonderful. Uh, no harm done, people. You're not going to suddenly, you know... Uh, Run out into the street and give up your life. It's just go check it out. It, it's 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 something else. It's another way of looking at this thing we call life and our journey through it. And um, I I really appreciate the film and uh, and Lauren, thank you so much for for being here today on Film School. Thank you so much for your time, Mike. I really appreciate it. Take care. Let's and please. Please uh, hope you get a good turnout for tonight's screening at the Lemley Monica. And that's in Santa Monica right there on 3rd Street. Wonderful theater. Great place to go. And you get the added value of speaking to these filmmakers about their work. It's just a, a wonderful experience if you, if you love film to be there. Um, thank you so much, Lauren. Great. Thanks, Mike. Take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.